Welcome to Health Tech Hustle. We exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today. We interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story. With your host, Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Health Tech Hustle podcast. Today, I'm joined by a pretty awesome guest, if you must ask me, Mr. Jaden Reisner. He is the CEO and co-founder of Family Proud, and they are a software company that connects patients and families with the resources necessary to effectively manage their care. He also has a background. He's been in the military, the U.S. Navy, for over 12 years, and so I'm excited to have him on as a guest and learn from his story and what he's doing in the health tech industry. So with that being said, Jaden, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Rodney. Appreciate you having me. No problem. So yeah, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you give people a little bit of background about who you are and how you actually got into your area of expertise now? Yeah, awesome. So originally from California, kind of covered the full coast up north in uh, SF area and then down in LA. Went back east for school, but yeah, I was fortunate to go in the Navy, like you were saying, 12 years active duty. And um, yeah, how does someone from the Navy jump over the healthcare side? Had some real personal touch points on my side. Yeah, mom, one of my deployments, mom had a heart attack. Another father was diagnosed with cancer. And so really a close home, close to me or close to home for me. And, you know, it's just a really knew that there's a better way to be able to support families. You know, the healthcare workers and professionals out there doing awesome work, but there's so many other burdens outside of that, you know, financial, emotional. And so I uh, was inspired to, to do something about it and uh, founded Family Proud. Nice. So is Family Proud something that you initially started just because of this experience with your mom and your dad and you didn't really see a, a way for families to actually feel supported throughout their journey, their medical journey? So you just created this platform? Yeah, no, great question. So, you know, there's a lot of siloed resource tools out there and there's no shortage of, I guess, uh, specific resources, but oftentimes, you know, within a family or community, the ability to not just coordinate the care, but know what's going on and tangible support, right? You know, what are the things I can do as a supporter to best support my loved one? There's only so many GoFundMe campaigns you can run, you know, over time before those lose their effectiveness. And sometimes you just don't know what to do. There's only so many flowers you can send. So the inspiration really was not only the concept of remote support, even if you're not there in that same city or town, how do you provide support to your loved one? How do you stay updated with what's going on and um, know how you can help? So if you're local, the ability to, you know, sign up for different tasks and help provide rides to appointments or just help them out in any way they, they can watch the kids. Or if you're not there, the ability to, you know, stay in the loop. So yeah, definitely inspiration was kind of the remote support concept. And how do you organize a lot of these resources for families during their time of need? Okay, I got you. And so I know being in the military, you're kind of like all over the place and you travel, especially being in the Navy. And so is this just for military families or is this really just a platform that you created so that you can find support when you're not directly with your family members, say somebody's on the other side of the country, for example? Yeah, so we started with just the military side and then realized that, you know, and we knew, but 
just realized that this applies to really any family in need. And, and even there, you know, it's important for a young company to start focused. And so we actually had started in pediatric oncology space. And then in light of, of course, recent events, unfortunately, certainly highlighting the need for families to support one another. We're now offering it to any family for free and uh, to support those, those out there that are looking to coordinate their care. So unfortunately, the need for families and looking for support is not going anywhere. And it's only highlighted with major events um, such as what's going on right now. Awesome. And so like you said, the value of your company is really being able to provide that remote support and really just connect and keep everybody in the loop from the patient to the family and the providers and just bringing them all on one platform. That way nobody's left out. So I want to ask you, you started the military and you created this platform. Can you kind of talk about that transition from being like an employee per se to actually being an entrepreneur and building something from the ground up? Yeah, no, that's obviously a huge transition. And I'm feel fortunate. A lot of the things I learned on the military side certainly have helped me on the entrepreneur side, you know, certainly um, executing the scarce resources, the ability to just set yourself on a, on a mission and, and keep moving towards it. And really, you know, the ability to, to help grow a team of people who are, are mission driven like yourself. So, you know, those attributes certainly have helped along the way. And, you know, I think any entrepreneur as, as yourself knows that, you know, it can't just be a good idea. It has to be a passion for you to continue to to show up every day and, and keep working on it. And so, you know, some days are a lot easier. You know, some days are harder than others. And you know, you just celebrate the small wins. But transition-wise, definitely a big jump. Of course, passion-driven, and really just set out with another another mission. So just kind of diverted that energy from what I was doing to focusing on the new new goal and. You know, certainly the fact that there are a ton of families in need is an inspiration there. And so they're, they are the true heroes in terms of, you know, what they're going through. And, and so the fact that what we're doing helps them, you know, is certainly a, a strong motivating factor there. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So you essentially, you realized a, from a macro scale, a problem within healthcare, and then you kind of just reverse engineered it and broken down into small missions, so to say, and just really broke it down into little things and little tasks that you can accomplish. And over time, they started really compounding. And now you have your own platform, right? And so I kind of want to ask you about how did you strategize on what was important and what you should focus on versus what you shouldn't focus on? No, it's a great, yeah, it's a good one. I I think, um, you know, for specifically a startup, you know, I'd say (laughs) For a first-time founder, a lot of lessons learned, and you know, certainly, I think in the beginning, at least my strategy was to learn as much as possible from other people that have gone before and had successful startups, or just kind of learned as much about the space, but the startup community, the healthcare community, the tech community, as possible before I started to to move out, if you will, and start to execute. And so, you know. Always, you know, lifelong uh, learner and always looking to learn and grow. But even in the beginning, the ability to absorb and understand the space is extremely important before you just set off, you know, into the darkness, if you will. And so it's still that analogy applies, but at least you've got some more tools in your tool belt, if you will. And so, you know, really trying to surround myself with people smarter than my, my you know, than me and 
find advisors that, you know, believe in what you're doing in the space. And so I think um, in terms of prioritizing, you know, I think step one is certainly having a game plan. And like you said, set those little goals and, and tasks. And, you know, they may lead to the next one and compound, as you mentioned, or they may not. And now you've identified that that either you've identified a barrier that you have to overcome, you have to, you've identified a barrier where you have to find a different way. And so I think the strategy of identifying what's important, you know, certainly in the beginning as a startup, you have to identify what the problem is that you're solving and then identify, you know, how, you know, how you're going to do it. And so, you know, specifically within the health tech field, you know, for, for me, you know, the, I always say is that, you know, I, I founded a health tech company, but I do not have a background in healthcare or technology. You can say that, you know, I had a technical background, but not in the software sense, you know, from the Navy. But I think that's just a credit to the team and the people and just learning. And, you know, most large endeavors, you, know, you certainly can't do on your own. So I think, um, you know, you may have a mission and a concept and something you're trying to achieve, but finding people that also believe in that and surrounding yourself with a strong team to do that, ultimately, you're, you're stronger together. So... Nice. So, I mean, what's interesting here is how you mentioned that you have no experience, you had no background in healthcare or technology. You literally just created a company, a platform within this industry. And you did that by, like you said, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, but who also have the skill set and expertise that you may lack. And so you go out and find them. And so how did you go about surrounding yourself with the right people? And how did you Go about finding them. Yeah, no, that's great. I and just a quick note on the the last question too. You know, I guess you know I always say is I do have experience in the problem, right? So the problem that I'm solving in terms of families uh, navigating hardship emotionally, financially, logistically, I have personal experience. So ultimately, that's like the most invaluable you know experience is understanding the problem and from the user's perspective. But in terms of how you fit in within the space, whether it's in the healthcare space, the technology, the startup space, you know, that's where, you know, you certainly have to, to bring in other people. So uh, in terms of finding those people, I mean, this is, you know, right in the name, uh, name of the podcast I and mean, in, in the hustle, right? So especially the early stages is going out and um, whether it's reaching out to people, LinkedIn, attending networking events, you know, cold calling, cold messaging, getting introductions. Of course, like the most effective are one introductions from other people. But it, yeah, it's truly, you know, that hustle. One of my ones that I use that's, you know, it was an interesting one that was recommended to me is, for example, when you sign up for a conference or a, you know, I guess now like a webinar, even a get together meetup of sorts, you know, typically when you subscribe to those, you know, free newsletters or anything in your domain space, so healthcare, technology, subscribing to all those newsletters, you now you're going to get a lot of traffic on different events and speakers. And, and now you essentially are developing a repository of people that you potentially can reach out to, right? Because if there's a conference or saying, hey, guest speaker is an expert in this space is, you know, Dr. So-and-so or whoever it is, now you have a person that you can potentially reach out to on LinkedIn um, or try to find their email, right? And so, and it's a matter of how you reach out to them certainly is appropriate as well. But yeah, really just uh, comes down to the hustle. And as you build your own network, then that facilitates introduction, warm introductions, which are, you know, more effective leads, if you will, to, to actually have relationships. Nice. 
yeah, you really didn't just hustle then. <laughs> and so pretty much <laughs> understood the problem, who you wanted to help. And then from there, you just went out and joined these communities and started engaging, engaging with the right people and just really putting your message out there and making the right connections to build your network. And that's how you're able to build relationships and meet people and understand how they can be of value to you and also how you can give value in return. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, my recommendation, I think it's important for anyone in life and especially in business. And that's just good practice is, you know, we always say be kind to one another, but I think also, you know, being humble, you know, I think you have to go about everything you do with humility. And I think even if you're the smartest person in the world and you think you have it figured out, and I definitely am not, but even that approach in the sense that when I'm reaching out to someone and, you know, there's always typically an ask, right? Or people are trying to sell things or just get someone's time. I think the, just the openness to ask, you know, for feedback or ask, um, just sharing like, Hey, I would love to, I have this, you know, I'd love to get feedback from on this idea. Uh, I would learn, I would love to learn from your expertise, you know, is that's how you develop those relationships and, you know, um, people with experience and knowledge are willing to help you when you're humble and when you are, you know, a good, or you're looking to grow and learn, right? I think coachability is a big thing. A lot of people in senior positions or just with a lot of experience to look for, not just another contact to add to your network belt to get to another introduction or to open a door. But if you honestly are looking to learn and grow and, you know, if you're, you have to be genuine about that and you know, that has to be true, right? Otherwise Definitely. people can see right through you. So huh. that's really interesting. And so, I mean, I kind of did a little research on your background in the military and I've seen that you have experience in the operations side, but now you're actually a CEO and you run your own company. And so I kind of want to ask a question about like you personally, do you feel like you're more of the strategy guy and you find people to help with like the tech and the small tactics, or do you think you're the, like, the organizational guy and like the project manager type of dude, and you bring on people who are the visionaries? Like, what role do you see yourself playing the biggest in your company? Yeah, I mean, the short answer on uh, the CEO of a startup is all of the above, right? Uh, you wear every hat and hey, you know, um, choose the flavor of the day. I mean, you have to be willing and able to do all of the above. And as you grow your team and you identify, you know, certainly you want to utilize people to their strengths and they can start taking some of that load off of you. But at the end of the day, you're as a CEO accountable and responsible for every, everyone's actions and, you know, on your team and, and company, right? So ultimately you're wearing all hats um, as you grow the team. You know, certainly you can del not delegate, but you can allow others to take the lead in their expertise. But yeah, ultimately, you know, ultimately you have to be the visionary and uh, strategy as a founder. And certainly, you know, as the company grows and and whatnot, and you know, there's there's there are people who are really strong CEOs in execution of plan, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're the the visionary, right? So, but for a startup, definitely strategy and, and visionary is, is important in step one. It's my job to be, you know, 10 years out in front of the company and, and leading us there, but the execute, that won't happen if we don't execute either, right? So it always comes back down to execution. So. Okay. So really just understanding where you're at, where you want to be and just how to get there. And 
putting the right pieces in place to help you get there, understanding what you can do and what you can't do, right? And so yep. that's interesting. So we kind of talked about like the strategy and the mindset and just a little bit about your background. Um, now I kind of want to get into the actual platform. So you already mentioned like your target audience would be the patients, providers, and family members as support. But can you speak to like how you're going about attracting these people to your platform, whether it is the patients or whether it's the providers and how you're going about reaching them? Yeah. So right now we're focused on the families and, you know, in, in the name family proud. And we do realize, you know, there is a value proposition of course on the provider and healthcare system side, but our focus is organic engagement through the families and support network. So whether that's families and special support groups, um, sharing with one another, but introducing it through um, support organizations, uh, introducing it through family groups, that's currently our, our, our primary channels right now. Okay. And like, you're just finding them through social media channels, like Facebook groups or like forums and communities? Yeah. So we identified, so support organizations, typically like a hospital will have you know, resources and organizations that they point patients to post-discharge. And so typically we look to align ourselves with the community organizations that support that organization. So they could be nonprofits in the community. They could be organizations dedicated to supporting patients and families patient care navigators, parent liaisons, so a lot of these different support organizations. But yep, we either look to see who's already aligned within the community around specific healthcare organizations, or like you said, we just keep a pulse on what's actually going on with families and communities uh, and reach out to them through that as well. Okay. So then in one aspect, you have like the direct outreach directly to the families engaging with them, but then you're also finding, like you said, the support organizations reaching out to them, building a rapport with them, and in turn, they promote your platform? Yep, exactly. So we know that the, you know, the power of social media network effect is really strong. And so, you know, families are, they're, you know, immensely powerful in terms of sharing, you know, positivity and tools and with one another. Um, But then we also recognize the ability for the support organizations to share it within their own community. And so our approach to that is, you know, we say that, Family Proud can empower existing community. And so that way, say that community has already, you know, hundreds of families or people uh, in that organization, it's easier and faster for us to go through the organization and then they can share it with their families. Ah, okay. Interesting. So, I mean, you have a really interesting journey, interesting story of just talking about your experience with the problem and going about creating it and putting together a team making the right connections. And it seems like you're making a lot of progress and things are going well, but we both know as entrepreneurs, that's not always the case. So can you (laughs) talk about your obstacles or any challenges that you faced in your journey of actually growing the company in this industry? Yeah. I mean, certainly some of the obstacles have been, you know, as an early stage company, one is a technology. We know that there's an immense cost associated with that. And so not having those skill sets yourselves and, you know, essentially inspiring others to join the team and help you build a product that, you know, even previous to having a product that was building relationships and, you know, growing, building the foundation of the company pre-product, right? And so then we, then we were able to identify people to join the team to build the product. And then now we're, you know, in the process of sharing that product and, and growing from there. But 
yeah, some of the obstacles I think certainly are early stage. I think, you know, I hate to say capital, but it's, you know, sometimes it's finding the right people for the team, right? And I always say it doesn't have to be the best person. It has to be the right person. And I think if you are growing an early stage team that is mission driven, they have to be people that believe in what you're doing and are doing it for the right reasons and ultimately will help you get to where you're going. And so that can be a challenge. It took us, you know, a really long time to find some of our key players. I think some of the obstacles too is just, you know, time. Time is the, the number one you know, asset in terms of, you know, your patience and how long you can work on it and energy and, and whatnot. But yeah, I'd say early stage is just, you know, finding, sometimes finding the right people is really difficult. And you know, obstacle is really just, uh, you know, that, that is one. And then identifying people, other customers or partners in the space to willing to work with you. Okay. Okay. So really just the capital is the money, finding the right team, the best person versus the right person, time. So these are all obstacles that you face and that you're going, anybody who jumps into this industry is going to have to face. And so what sort of advice would you give to people who are in your position or who want to be in your position as a healthcare, health tech entrepreneur wanting to bring their product into the industry and bring it out to the market? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first, first of all, you know, don't, if it's a passion of yours, you know, keep at it. Definitely. It's a, it has to be a passion and, you know, just keep showing up. I think um, that's, that's half the battle and, you know, finding the right people. You know, I think uh, the, the biggest advice I can give is just to, to keep working at it. You know, these things don't happen overnight. It's not easy, that's for sure. But if it's something that you really want to see to fruition, you know, there's, there's an immense need within the healthcare space for whether alternatives or better options for a lot of the existing platforms out there you know, just keep that in mind too, is that, you know, ultimately it's important to have a North star that will help you get through your tough times. Right. So like for us, our ultimate mission is to bring peace of mind to patients and families and help as many families as possible. And so, you know, certainly we share the small wins, but, you know, as you're saying, like there are not, there are days where it's not easy. And so the ability to be motivated you know, past that, I think is important for you to, to help you keep moving on your journey. Man, that's awesome. It's inspirational, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> just keep showing up. <laughs> keep hustling, yeah. right? Health tech hustle. That's right. There you go. That's right. Health tech hustle. Awesome. So we're coming towards the end of the podcast and we actually, we talked about a lot of pretty high level mindset and strategies and ways of thinking, but I kind of want to end on a little more lighter note with something I call the rapid fire round. And so I'm going to just ask you a couple questions and you just give me the first answer that you come up with. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Question one, what is your favorite book of all time? Favorite book of all time. I would go with the uh, most recent is being mortal. And it's about uh, the history of caregivers and nursing homes. And it's about uh, delivering, compassion in what we do. Awesome. Who's your most influential person in your life or career? I had a commanding officer when I was in the Navy and uh, she was just a phenomenal human being and taught me a ton about leadership and uh, helped me become who I am today. Awesome. Awesome. And then what is one goal you want to accomplish this year? One goal this year, like to, yeah, that's a good, good one. So uh, I've got, I got a bunch, I guess the, the top priority is of, of course, with the, the company and family proud, you know, we'd like to certainly expand and we're looking to, to support uh, veteran families as well. So we'd like to move into there and that's obviously 
uh, near and dear to my heart. So being able to move over and support veterans. Awesome. What is one piece of advice you would give to your 20 year old self? 20 year old self. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have anything that I would change, but I think um, advice to 20 year old self is, I think it's just kind of one of the things I mentioned, right? You know, uh, work hard and, and be humble. Right. And I think that that goes a long way with a lot of things. Well, that's the end of my questions for you. So I just really want to thank you, Jaden, for hopping on. I mean, this was a very valuable podcast for me and you kind of opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I found it interesting to learn about how you transitioned from a military mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. And really it all started from your family. Your family was experiencing a problem. You experienced a problem and you really didn't see a tangible resource. So you went out there and created it yourself and you're creating a powerful community. And so I really commend you on that. And I really want to wish you good luck and thanks for hopping on this podcast. Yeah. Thanks Rodney. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. No problem. Is there anything you want to share with the listeners? Where can they find you? What websites, social media? Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Just www.familyproud dot com and you can sign up for the platform there or just reach out to us directly if you if you're looking to support. Awesome. With that being said, that's the end of today's episode. All right. Thanks, Rodney. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health.